Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Hosted. This is the podcast, as you know, when we get to flip the table a bit. We are interviewing hosts who are typically on the other side of the microphone, asking the questions, doing all the digging and the research on their guests. And Hosted is an opportunity for the host to tell us a little bit about themselves and their podcasting journey. And today I'm super excited because I have Chris Cowden on. He is the host of Talking with Experts. This is a show that features experts, of course, that are there to support and share their journey and to help others maybe find their true passion or, you know, excel in and maybe a, a different marketplace. So uh, welcome, Chris. And oh, something that I wanted to note before we totally jump into the interview is that Chris is currently looking for a customer success management position. So, you know, I mean, if you listen to this interview and you want to connect with Chris, I'm going to give you all the information to do that. Welcome to the show, Chris. <laughs> Thank you so much, Brandy. That's that was a great intro. Was and that yes, a proper I am intro? Looking for a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I should probably in- introduce my next guest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I think I stumbled a bit. So, but you know, that's the beauty of podcasting is that we're real people and we don't do any editing. So we're gonna stumble. That's just that's just life. And you've been podcasting since 2021. You yes. just released your 57th episode yesterday. Tell us how you even got started in the world of podcasting. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's been a crazy journey. I I started with a, with a lack of public speaking experience and I'm a very timid person or was a very timid person and wouldn't want to communicate with anybody and I had a chat with a friend and he said why don't you start a podcast I know you have experienced being on camera before but maybe talking to business people that you're curious about would be a good route for you and maybe it could lead to a business opportunity or a job or whatever it might be but I just wanted to start the podcast to build on my communication skills because uh, because I was lonely and wasn't communicating as much as I probably should be in this professional world. And I wanted to change career, but I didn't know how to. So I started the podcast on a whim and just started interviewing experts in business, uh, startup founders. And then 57 episodes later, it's going really well. That's so incredible. And you were a chef, right? Bef- before you started the podcast? Yeah, so I was going through a little bit of a process of changing career, but not knowing what career to move into. Uh, in So I was age 23 when I decided I needed to stop cooking professionally. I was suffering with lots of pain and I had burnt out, but also I had a lot of, um, I had a health issue which prevented me from working 80 hours a week. <laughs> I was in and out of hospital. I had five ankle operations. Both ankles have been fused now. So that prevented me from going back into the kitchen and working 80 hours on my feet. It wasn't a sustainable career for me. So I was, I looked around and 
did some volunteering experience in schools, realized I didn't want to be a teacher, tried to do the online marketing thing with no marketing experience. That didn't go so well. <laughs> and then I thought, well, how can I maybe take the skills that I've learned and find something along the way? So that's when I started the podcast. That's really cool. And how did you how did you land your first couple of guests for the show? Yes. Yeah, it's a podcast. Things like that happen. <laughs> yeah. So uh, luckily, because when I was trying to get started, I had reached out to a couple of marketers, video creators, uh, people that were coaches online. So I had those kind of people in my environment. So I just reached out to them and just asked them if they'd like to be a guest on the podcast. But because I saw them as an expert, I used that as an advantage. I said, you know, I see you as an expert and I'd like for you to be an expert on my podcast. And I gave them the space to share what they knew. And they felt valued at that point because I'd kind of elevated them and positioned them as an expert. Most of the time, I was lucky to get more yeses than noes. Yeah, that's fantastic. Especially when you're you're reaching out to them in a way that you're complimenting their expertise and wanting to to get more connected with them. Uh, most people do want to share their expertise with folks. Come to find out, people like talking about themselves. So yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it is kind of a it is an easy sell. Uh, and that's really, that's really great, Chris. Also just like a fantastic way to kind of dip your toe into a lot of different spaces to figure out what you really ultimately wanted to do with your life. So through those connections and the, and the podcast guests that you were having on, you did land a job. Yes. And it was a great job at that. Um, so it had it started off it was i just started interviewing four experts a week for 16 weeks um just being really consistent going all in and that created that momentum and uh, i built a lot of confidence in that period of time because i did 52 episodes in less than 4 months and i knew that i could just drop one each week and have content for the whole year on the 50th episode, I got approached by somebody to be on the podcast, and he was the head of growth at Sumo, which is a huge marketplace. People buy, sell software, online courses, and they were running a campaign where they were giving a million dollars away to creators to list their products on AppSumo and sell it, and they would get paid either $250, $1,000, and then being a chance of winning $10,000. It was just part of the campaign of driving more sellers to the marketplace. And I, after the interview that I'd had with them, because I said yes, of course, because they, they were a huge player. And after the interview, he said, why don't you list your own product? Maybe like a podcast launch strategy, which I did. And it took a long time it felt like it took a long time to get the product approved. So I reached out to Chris, who was the contact at AppSumo, 
um, what was what was the delay? This is the long story. Sorry, guys. No, this is great. This is great. <laughs> uh, I reached out to him, and it wasn't cold because I already had a previous interview with him, and asked them what the delay was and if they needed any help. I just offered my help for free. Um, but then he said, actually, we, we're hiring in this department and we'd like to help sort through that backlog, but keep the quality on the marketplace. So then it actually led to an interview. I met some of the team and they just said, yes, we'd love to have you on board. And that's just how I started. So it wasn't a 10-step interviewing process. I didn't have to meet Noah, the CEO. I I got in the back door because I interviewed somebody who was in a leadership position at AppSumo. So that's how I got in. And then I was promoted to customer success because of my relationship building uh, skills that I got from podcasting. That is so, that is such a powerful story, Chris. I, I, you know, that everyone starts podcasting because of different reasons and different places that they're at in their life. And for you to put yourself initially in probably a pretty uncomfortable situation because it wasn't your instinct to open up and to ask questions and interview people, but doing that and making those connections and then just being giving really, I mean, you just reached out to them to let them know that, Hey, this is this took a little bit longer than I think it should probably take. And and then just entering the opening the door and having you enter that door through that way cool. is really cool. That's awesome. It was cool, but it didn't stop there because I now I was a not only working with the team behind the scenes, I was also selling on the platform. So I had that experience of what the sellers are going through or what the partners were going through. So I could offer partner feedback and I could relate to the job. I was a little bit more connected with their mission because I was a member of. um, Of the the, community. Of the community. Yeah. Yeah. From a user standpoint. So when you launched the how to launch your podcast product, did you have that built or did you put that together? Yeah, I put it together in about a weekend because I knew I was incentivized to be part of the campaign. So yeah. I got my $1,000 for just uploading. Um, it was At the time, it was a 14-page document, but it, now it's kind of evolved into a 50-page and it comes with unlimited email support. I do monthly masterminds. I have a community of about 200 people and then I have a coaching client who I work with on a weekly basis now. So that's something that's come from the podcast. It's a little side hustle on the side. Wow. So you're the 200 members that are in your community are all podcast hosts who have been with you probably from the beginning of their journey and yeah. continue along that path and getting tips. And, and what does that look like? Yeah. So 200 people have bought the product. And there's a there's around a hundred or so that are in the my heartbeat community, which is separate to Facebook. So we don't have to deal with any of the algorithms, and they just they come here for podcast announcements, coaching, accountability. They can ask stupid questions, and they're just there to get the accountability they need to start a podcast within sixteen weeks. Wow, that's incredible. So. You're putting together this document. It's now up to 50 pages. 
you have a little bit of expertise to share with this podcast. I mean, the folks who are listening are podcast hosts, but also maybe interested in starting a podcast and perhaps they just don't know where to start. I'm not going to ask you to go over the 50 pages, but maybe you could just give us like, um, let's say somebody's interested in starting a podcast. What what are the first like three things that they should do? Yeah. I Well, firstly, you have to be curious about something as a, as a podcast host or passionate about something. So if you're passionate about Games of Thrones, then I'm not, but you could talk <laughs> on that. Plenty of people that are. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of people that are. If, if you want to interview hosts, you can. You can start something like Hosted, which is an awesome podcast. Um, then you've got, you could, I interview people that are startup founders who have either successfully left a, left a company or, or are starting to build one. So you have to find something that you're passionate about and willing to ask people about or uh, do a lot of research on and give that to your listeners. I think that's the first step you have to have a, that the second goal would be having a goal, what that goal is, so where you are now and where you want to be, and then the second, the third one would be just finding the right people you want to interview. Yeah. <laughs> Which then, can be a challenge sometimes, yeah, it is, it's right? Really yeah. Especially as you start to establish yourself, and you know, I think probably in the beginning of your journey, you were open. Because yeah, it was exploration for you too. I mean, they were naturally curious about what was out there and what people were doing. And as you've gotten more podcast episodes launched, I would assume that you're maybe a little bit more particular with the people that you have on. Yeah. So I, I well, one thing about the strategy that I share is how to get podcast requests on demand. I think that comes with just having lots of content out there, but now it's just focusing on the quality instead of the quantity. So I'm releasing episodes slower, but I'm finding people that have are getting investment from big companies like Twitch, Reddit, like Fathom.video. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, being really specific, it has changed. The vision has changed. At the start, it was just finding experts in different types of entrepreneurship that could that have grown a business or are scaling a business now it's finding startups that are hiring and then interviewing those startup founders either finding an opportunity for myself or finding an opportunity for others so trying to get more people to come into tech the unconventional way yeah no that's that's great so i mean it still is serving a significant purpose for you, which, you know, going back to your original point is you have to start a podcast. You have to like be genuinely interested in the topic that you're covering. Otherwise it's, you know, it just doesn't. Yeah. The research, you're going to feel it tedious and boring and you won't, I've been told many times I have a monotone voice, <laughs> so I have to try and be more excited. But I am excited to to be talking to these startup founders, just to learn what their mindset was when they started a business or um, what they see as a trend in business right now and where, pe- where people could be improving the product. There's just so many different aspects of it. So trying to, but maybe being specific about customer success or product or marketing would be the way to go. 
think getting really deep on that and then going in why you want to why you want to talk to those kind of people and then finding them either just by cold emailing them mm. which sometimes works or reaching out to people in your existing network and asking them if they know anybody or admire somebody that could be a good fit and then trying to make a good impression uh, not trying too hard and over complimenting but finding something that's interesting in their life try not to in the first few sentences say something bad about them try to bring bring some <laughs> yeah. up like say oh your website's terrible you made a mistake I'd like I'd like to have you on the podcast instant no but yeah oh you read you recently released a new episode or um published a new book I read the first 10 pages of it and this 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 was great about it or like fathom is I wanted to give him some product feedback and I wanted to share that with him on the call on the podcast session so it's it's a make make a good first impression is a massive hint (laughs) yeah yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny because you do think you're being helpful. I mean, I've done this before where you look at somebody's website and you see a mistake and you just, you know, you're like, oh, I'm just going to be helpful for this person. They're definitely going to want my, my take on their website, whether it be the formatting just is burning my eyeballs or, you know, there's a misspelling somewhere in the text. And leading with that, when you're trying to get someone to come on your show or asking them to do something, maybe isn't the best way to do it. Afterwards, you could perhaps say, hey, so I was looking at your website. Just (laughs) wanted to call attention to this. Um, So yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a valid, valid point. Um, Chris, as you've, have you, as you started your podcast and kind of where you're at today, thinking about how you have evolved as a host what is that have your questions changed the format of your show what what have you what have you changed up over the last 57 episodes oh that's a good question there's a, the when i when i signed up to be on your podcast the onboarding is very similar to mine in that i have somebody fill out a google form and get an idea of who they are and what their expertise is so that I could improve the research as I go in. I, I usually tend to listen to their previous podcast episodes and uh, maybe read their book if they have one um, and just have a look on their social media. So the the research has definitely improved. I've found a way to book experts more easily through Calendly or I use TidyCal, which is an AppSumo product because it was a benefit of mine to get that when I was at AppSumo, AppSumo Perks. <laughs> and then, so onboarding research has definitely improved. Uh, what else? My questions, they're not, uh, they, are, they are tailored for each episode. So they're not the same for, for each guest. They're completely different based on the research that I've got because everybody's different. And the, the relationship between the guests is completely different as well. Um, I th- at the start, it was more of an interview, but now it's kind of developed more into, because I have a relationship with them, it's more just like a back and forth conversation. So it, it's it's changing, but it's still like an interview process, but less 
I'm interviewing my next employer instead yeah. of them interviewing me. So it's a different dynamic. I have to be, um, I have to just approach the conversation differently rather than just talking to another CEO or another s- startup. Well, you have to be incredibly thoughtful and do your research so that you can ask questions that they're going to be impressed by. Because mm-hmm. I think we can all, we've all experienced an interview where it's very clear that somebody understands what you're doing and mm-hmm. they're asking questions that points directly to what whatever your service or your product is is aiming to achieve. Yeah, and I also make sure to listen to other episodes. And yeah. I, a lot of the time, and I've made a purpose of this, is not to do a massive intro of the expert or the of the guests, just go straight into what the listeners want to hear. They want to hear the actionable tips. They want to be able to take action straight after the podcast or um, get the insight they need within so that, the episode used to go on for an hour and a half, but I've cut it down to maximum 30 minutes because I want people to stay around. I want them to get what they need to leave. So that's changed as well, but that comes over time. You have to figure that out. Yeah. And it is, it's what it is. It's challenging because when you're having a great conversation with someone, you don't want to cut it off at 30 minutes. You want it to keep going. But the problem is, a lot of listeners have about 30 minutes of attention span to be able to tune in to an episode. So um, yeah, and you just, you figure that out, kind of looking at the the analytics, who's listening, how long they're listening. Do you dive into all of that? Um, I try not to go into like how many downloads I get because I just get carried away. And it's, I've always wanted to just focus on building great relationships and uh, building a community of people that want to start a podcast rather than focusing on the 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 nitty gritty it's just not me but people do listen I get enough downloads to maybe get sponsorship down the line but uh, my focus is is the content good enough and am I bringing on people that people want to listen to yeah yeah, absolutely. And then after the episodes, are you um, are you socializing the content on various platforms? Like, how are you how are you getting exposure for the podcast beyond yes. listening platforms? I'm going to admit that I don't have that much marketing experience, but I would say I put out a couple of posts a month (laughs) I could definitely do more Uh, I definitely find that giving media to your podcast guests and giving them the chance to share it as well it helps because they can publish it I usually find experts that have a large enough audience as well and then I leverage other people's audiences yeah it's smart really smart it is one of those things that people, I always find it interesting interviewing various hosts and everyone has a different way of doing things. And I'm in awe over the hosts who have a very systematized way of getting that content distributed after the episode airs. It's, it's, it's an art form 
and some people do it very well. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, I, I think what you're focused on is the conversation and creating content that matters to people. And that's really, I mean, that's just like the key to a great podcast. Yeah. Uh, it is up on YouTube and uh, a lot of all, all of my episodes, they're all up on YouTube. So I, I have uh, maybe just under 300 subscribers. That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a couple of great videos that have thousands of views and some that have 15 or 20 of views. But uh, it, I have ranked highly on some, and but that's not my interest like i guess i just want to i would want more exposure i just need to focus more on uh posting on social media and uh, but I, i'm figuring that out <laughs> yeah yeah well that all will come bootstrap that, startup yeah bootstrap yeah. podcast <laughs> it really is it truly is oh my goodness well chris this has been a fantastic conversation um kind of wondering i have a really random question for you uh before we before we end this this episode do you have any secret talents that nobody knows about yeah there's there's a probably a couple of people know okay um, and i can ride a unicycle what yeah so when i was 13 or so i was in the scouts boy scouts and i went to a camp and they had a circus tent and i had a go at riding the youth cycle, failed, failed again, failed again until I figured it out the cent- the center of charity. And then I went to an event and we played unicycle hockey on a basketball court. What? And that then, sounds, oh my gosh, yeah. did you, I can't even believe you walked away alive from that. Yeah. And then I actually did two races, unicycle races, and you could probably find me on YouTube. I can give you the link. Yes. It's, uh, Christopher Cowden unicycle race 2008 in Warwick and I did a 2k unicycle race and 10k unicycle race I came fourth and then I came last (laughs) that's so impressive okay that's a that's a super talent super hidden talent that kind of shocked me a bit that's 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 pretty awesome. I haven't heard that one before. So well done. That's incredible. Yeah. I'm definitely going to find that YouTube video and we're certainly going to put it in the show notes because everyone yeah. needs to see this. Unicycling <laughs> is amazing. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely a talent. And that that's when I figured out you have to fail more times Yeah, before figuring out a skill. So Totally. I definitely yeah. have self-discipline. That's where that comes from. So hire me if if that's a skill you want to have on your team. <laughs> I'll show all the team how to unicycle. Chris would be a valuable asset to any team. So just be very clear. And if you are interested in Chris, you should go on his podcast so he can interview you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, this is so great. I I This is one of the more... Uh, cool podcasting journey stories that I've heard really doing it because you were trying to kind of figure out what you wanted to do with your life because you knew that you needed to make some changes. So thank you so much for sharing your story today, providing some tips, 
Chris is a, has a wealth of information around podcasting. So we're probably going to have to do a, a number two episode of this and we'll dive into something that we'll, we'll have to, Chris, you and I will have to connect and chat about what that should be. Um, but yeah, you can expect another interview with Chris this season um, because I think we have more podcast focused tips to dig into. Um, thanks everyone for tuning in to Hosted please go to iTunes right now. I need you to look up Talking With Experts with Chris Cowden and rate and review, give it a listen. And if you have a, if you're a CEO of a company and you're hiring, there's an email to connect with Chris so you guys can, so you can chat. So thanks everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Hosted and we'll check you all next time. Okay, thank you, Brandy. Bye-bye. Thanks, Chris. Thank you so much for tuning in to Hosted, a podcast brought to you by Kitcaster, a podcast booking agency. If you want to find out more about Kitcaster, about Hosted, find us on all of the relevant social channels and tune in to more episodes of Hosted. Take care.